Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sex line is. I just say the sex line? You did. Oh, wow. Text line 69306, or if you want to get groovy on a Saturday, you can call the sex line. Protein House, E with a Purpose, text line 69306. I am Dusty Likens. That is Nick Price. This is Out of Bounds. Coming up to us, Jillian Carroll, Chris Unicero, and Julio Sanchez as the sexiest trio in sports radio for the overtime. They will take you all the way up to Cody Tapp, who is just so close to vacation. The long winter. He is so close. Yeah, like winter is coming for Cody Tapp. Big time. Uh, if you don't get that reference, if you remember the OGs do, Nick Price and I used to do a Game mm-hmm. of Thrones uh, television show. By the way, have you seen all the parody, not the parodies, but all the preview, like the 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 shows that are coming from that? It's going to be amazing. There's like Targaryen show. There is uh, the, there's, there's also talks, and I really hope it goes through, of Rob Baratheon and Ned Stark's like younger days, like Rob during the rebellion days. That's what I want, yeah. Rob Baratheon has a very good quote that I can't say on air. It has to do with cracking skulls. You just go look it up on uh, YouTube. Just type in Rob Baratheon. When I was 16, I used to crack skulls, and that's all I can say after that. Um, from the text line. Well, we don't have much time before we have to pay Patrick Mahomes, and we can't afford Joe Schmo McGee. I like that. Um, tomorrow's game. Weather could be uh could be could be an issue apparently. I guess people are uh starting to ask questions. Do you think the game gets delayed? My gosh, I hope not. I hope they just let it go off into the abyss and let them play. Or the NFL should pass a new rule, right? Where they can just uh flex any game any time of the season, weeks one through seventeen. Cause we'd agree this game would be flexed to Sunday night. I would be a big fan of tomorrow night's game being or tomorrow's game being Sunday night football. Yeah, Absolutely. You, you remember when they flexed the Steelers game? Uh, because they thought there was going to be like an ice storm mm-hmm. and then nothing happened. Yep. That's, uh, that's kind of how that was. I thought this was a great article written by Sam McDowell, the Kansas City Star. Sam's a good guy. I've ran into him several times. He does a lot of good work for the Royals. Does a lot of good work for Sporting KC. Fills in for Chiefs beats every once in a while. Um, and he wrote this article about Danny Duffy yesterday that I thought was very, 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 very well done. I know a lot of you have probably read this article, and I know a lot of you probably want to hear more about the Chiefs, and we will get into a lot of Chiefs talk, I promise you. We still have two more hours left of the show, and it will be all basically Chiefs talk the rest of the way. But I thought what Sam McDowell did, and I thought what Danny Duffy did was really important. And I want to emphasize why I think it's important. I think a lot of people look at Danny Duffy in a way that they don't really digest why they look at him this way. I understand that when Danny Duffy came up through this team and this organization, he was looked at as a lefty that could be a pitcher for this team with significant force moving forward. Injuries have plagued Danny Duffy since. The... Mental strength has been an issue for Danny Duffy. In fact, when James Shields got here, it was almost like James Shields' project was Danny Duffy. Right? Danny Duffy would show emotion on the mound. 
He would pat his glove. He would throw his hat. He would get mad. He'd do this. He'd do that. You just see him getting frustrated out right. there, just like totally throwing off his game, losing his focus too. And that's the great thing about this is that you actually get to see guys like this on the field show you their passion, which is fun to see. But sometimes you see guys and what they really aren't. For instance, I don't know if you watch The Shop, that has it's like LeBron James show Maverick Carter they do it on HBO right yeah on the newest episode they have Lil Nas X they have Kevin Hart Rob Gronkowski Kevin Love and they talk about anxiety and depression in sports Kevin Love talks about how he went from being at UCLA to the Minnesota Timberwolves and then going to play with LeBron Kevin Love is a very good basketball player probably one of the top fifty basketball players in the entire world. But when he goes to LeBron's team, it takes a seat back because you're playing with a guy like LeBron. That can mess with the mind. That can mess with the anxiety of the sport. Not to mention just the pressure Correct. of playing with LeBron can have more than just an impact on your game and your numbers. And like Rob Gronkowski said, playing football, you have a standard. When you're put at a pedestal, you have to do this. And I get it. There are two different views of this type of story. These guys get paid lots of money to do this profession. Suck it up. Go do it. Everybody's a human being on this planet, and I get it. Everybody is different. There's times, Nick, when I come into the radio station, I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I get up behind the board. I'm like, man, all right, three hours. Let's just push these buttons. Let's get home. I got $190 in my bank account. I just want to work and make money. I don't want to do any of this. That's not depression. That's anxiety. I get a lot of anxiety. I'll be honest. I get anxiety out of nowhere. Some of it can be prevented, but not a lot of it. Like, for instance, this is a true story. I got anxiety at the Lake of the Ozarks. We were sitting in the boat waiting for a parking spot, um, and we couldn't get it. And we're just sitting there rocking, and all of a sudden my mind just trails off around my friends. And at first they're kind of like, oh, come on, Dusty, stop. You're a laid-back, funny guy. You do your own thing. We know you're just – I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, I'm freaking out. And it becomes a serious topic. Danny Duffy, when he was a rookie, talks about getting hazed in the article. First off, I think hazing is crap. I don't like hazing. It's for a reason why I didn't join a fraternity in college. It happens in colleges. People get hazed. Suicide happens because of hazing. Some fraternities have now gone to what they call a balanced man of a system, where it's more so like, hey, we're all going to go do this together instead of, hey, I'm going to make you wear a, you know, a poop suit and go do this, or I'm going to make you wear a dress and go ask a girl out. That's demoralizing. No, I get it. Everybody's different. Some people have stronger brains or some people have no morale or no respect for themselves. Like, okay, man, give me a natty light. Let's go to this fraternity house and let's crush some skulls. And that's just the way some people are. But not everybody's that way. And that's where this article really hits. That you look at this guy who's a professional athlete who makes a lot of money, who's had a lot of up and downs, and people are like, oh, quit crying, do your job. There's more to it than that. There are times when he was hurting. There are times when he wasn't feeling himself. And it's because of other things that had happened along the way or because of the way he was. You think of the Burger King story and everybody wanted to sell Danny Duffy out. But look at what Danny Duffy, Danny Duffy does for the organization. Look what he does for charities around, Noah's Bandage Project. When had Danny Duffy ever done anything wrong before he got popped in the Burger King parking lot? drive through, whatever you want to call it. Nothing. And there was a lot of people out there just wanted to sell him off. Oh, this guy can't play a full season, so I just don't like him. And I feel that sometimes we put athletes on a higher pedestal, which is understandable because of the paycheck they make. 
but money's not everything. Sometimes these guys have feelings too. Sometimes these guys have things that go on in their lives that don't go on in yours. And just because you don't make the money that they do doesn't make them any worse or better than you. Are there athletes that make this a little harder to uh, comprehend? Like Antonio Brown, right? Now he comes out and says, oh, I just suffer from anxiety. Could be a cop-out. Danny Duffy doesn't make money that Antonio Brown makes. Danny Duffy isn't a prolific athlete. But you know what Danny Duffy is? He's chill. He's cool. And I can tell you firsthand, I don't do this a lot. Because I don't, I don't find pride in this. Mm-hmm. But I go to that locker room a ton. And one of the one guys that I talk to off the record a lot of, and it's not a 10-minute conversation. It's not a 15-minute conversation. It's passing. It's one to two minutes. But it's Danny Duffy. In fact, here's the last conversation we just had. It was last Friday night when Zach Grinke was in town. And Danny Duffy's locker had changed. He had moved a different locker. A little peek behind the curtain. And I'm kind of looking around. I'm like, did Duffy? I'm kind of looking at Jeffrey Flanagan. I'm like, did Duffy change his locker? And he goes, I hear my name. What's up? And I look over. I'm like, hey, uh, I feel like he changed. Yeah, that's a better spot. He's just, he's just fine. He's, an, he's a normal human being like we all are. He's just on TV. He makes a little bit more money than we all do, but he suffers from anxiety, and he has different things that just go through his mind that I don't think we think about because of the dollar sign, the prolific profile that they have, and who they are. I think that we just think that those things don't exist for other people. I think it's so important, too, for athletes and high-profile people like Danny Duffy to talk about mental illness and talk about anxiety and depression because – not only is it just good for them to be able to progress and like be open about it, but it shows all those people that look up to the Royals and look up to Danny Duffy and players like that, that it's okay because a lot of people have these issues. Not only is it happening to you, but it's happening to the guy that you're seeing on TV who is supposed to be this like super sound, just like perfect individual, right? That's what we paint these people out to be. But it's so important when athletes come out and they talk about mental illness and their struggles with it because it shows it happens to everybody and it's okay. And they can point you in different ways on how to help live with this, you know? It's true. And I do like when athletes do do charitable stuff and they do go out and show their face in the community. Mahomes does that a lot. Uh, Tyron Matthew does that a lot if we're talking about the Chiefs. But what I also like is when athletes become one and they become real and when they keep it real. Danny Duffy didn't have to do this with Sam McDowell. Sam McDowell didn't have to do this with Danny Duffy. But they both made a statement to each other like, hey, let's get this out. Let's use this platform to move forward and let's keep it going that way. And that's what I like the most. This isn't easy to talk about. Depression, anxiety, pressure, history, past things. That's not, that's not what you want. And when the fact that there are grown-ass men treating young rookies the way that they treated Danny Duffy by putting bad food in his bags and letting it rot and then stinking. Like, if you're one of these guys that you think you think it's funny to do that and you don't think it has any repercussion to what it does to somebody else, think again. Think about it as somebody did it to you. Because if you don't read that article, you haven't read that article, go read it. Like, I do some mean stuff, right? I've done some mean stuff in my life. I, 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 I admit that. I've said things to people that I probably shouldn't have said, and after I say it, it reflects on me, and I say, man, you don't know what kind of day that person had. You don't know if that person's dog passed away, or you don't know if that person's lost a family member. And the fact that people would mess up Danny Duffy's locker 
and then put stuff in his bag, like old food, that he wouldn't know about it and it would stink later on. Makes you wonder, like, what that locker room was and what it is now and how you can clear that out. But again, it goes back to thank you, Danny Duffy, for taking time to talk about it. It's not easy. And thank you, Sam McDowell, for taking time to write about it. It's important. It is. Because not everything has to be home runs and everything like that. And oh, by the way, Solaire, to make it on a lighter note, go hit 50 home runs. But coming up, hot take alert. But I bet you agree. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. 69306 is the Protein House. E with a purpose text line. He did it. Hold on to your butts. Got another hour and a half plus left. I hope what one Harbaugh is getting right now is what another Harbaugh gets tomorrow as Wisconsin is up 28-0 to zero on Joshua Lamont Vernier's Michigan Wolverines. And, uh, yeah, that game's over. There's nine minutes left in the third. There ain't no chance. Speaking of Josh Vernier, next Saturday is going to be fun because that man is going to be getting hitched. I'll be there. We'll have some themes on the show that involve Vern Wedding. I've already came up with the best thing ever when it comes to his future wife. What do they call her? Katie B? Their wedding tagline should literally be Katie B to Katie V. Oh, yeah. That's that's the hashtag. That's the hashtag right there. How you going, sweetheart? Every wedding needs a good hashtag. So shout out Katie B this week. Next week, it'll be shout out Katie V. As Josh Vernier is forever going to hate me for giving him attention. I love that, man. Vern, it's not your birthday, but happy birthday. Love you. See you next weekend. I told you before we went to break that we were going to have a hot take alert. I don't do hot takes, but this time I'm going to do it because I don't really think it's a hot take, but a lot of people would consider it to be. Here it is. This Kansas City Chiefs offense is the best offense the NFL has ever seen. Hot take. I don't think it's that hot either, though. It's warm. It's warm. People be like, well, the Steelers in the 70s. The Cowboys are really good. The Broncos, when they had Manning, was pretty good. The Patriots, when they went 16-0. and Yeah, I don't care. Let's start with the facts. Mahomes has made this offense consistently elite. They have a generational quarterback that can throw the ball 85 yards in the air. And they have scored 26 points or more every single game that the current quarterback has played. That is how many games? 20 games. That's right. How many touchdowns, Nick Price, in 20 career starts? Including playoffs, he has 60 touchdowns, which is averaging three touchdowns a game. He also averages 326 yards a game, league average 248 last year, which is the highest of all time. So there is more passing now. How you doing? He's still better. Okay. So, again, if we haven't seen something like this, and it's consistently like this, does that not make this the best ever? Correct. You have a quarterback who is elite. You have a tight end who is elite. You have a top five wide receiver who is elite. And you have anybody who comes and plays running back on this damn team becomes elite. I mean, seriously. Damian Williams last year. Kareem Hunt before that. 
Are we ready to see what Darwin Thompson can do? We'll get into that a little bit later. And, oh, by the way, you have one of the best coaches in the history of the NFL who just passed Chuck Knoll, who's three wins away from Marty Schottenheimer. This is the best offense the NFL's ever seen. I think that when you talk about the offense as a whole, also, you got to look at, like, Mahomes has thrown touchdown passes to 13 different players since becoming the starting quarterback. So it's not only just, you know, they've got Hill and they've got Kelsey and they've got Sammy, but Mahomes is getting everybody involved. And you saw it last week with Demarcus Robinson. You saw Sammy Watkins go off in the first week. I mean, 13 different players to catch a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes in a little over one season. That's insane. It is. And the thing that's crazy about why I say this is the best offense ever because of the scheme, the system, and how it works. Think about this. He made Albert Wilson look like Wes Welker in his prime in that game against Denver when they played. God, who did I piss off on the text line? I don't know. <laughs> They're not happy. When you get home tonight, think, Jesus, that you don't have to work in another market. You are the worst announcer. I've never heard such an uneducated homer. And if you badmouth Michigan again, bad karma is coming your way. Is that Vern? I don't know. I'm going to check Vern's number. Either way, back to where this team is. The best offense the NFL has ever seen. What's your prediction on the game on Sunday? Score-wise. Score-wise? I said 31-28. I think it does depend a little bit on the weather because I think if the weather's okay, it's going to be a lot more high scoring than people think. But I would say like maybe 35, 24, something like that. So over 26 points again. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's just kind of a given at this point with this offense. Even you look at the Raiders game last week and they didn't do anything for three quarters, but one quarter they went on a 28 to nothing run. And they made it look easy too. And those kind of runs, it's like we said earlier with Golden State, like that can just kill a team. That can bury a team before it's even halfway through the game. It just, it wasn't Vern, by the way. That's good. It just lets you know, and the other reason why I think this is the best offense we've ever seen, and this isn't a homer take, I'm using stats to back it up. If I just said it's the best offense we've ever seen because it's great and they win and they score, that's a homer take. It's the best offense we've ever seen because they've tied a NFL record with the most consistent 26 or more point games in a row. The Denver Broncos did it when they had that Manning offense. But that offense didn't last. This offense isn't going anywhere. Like, this offense isn't going to stop. Week one, it was Sammy Watkins for 190. Week two, it was Demarcus Robinson for 173. Week three, I don't know who it's going to be, but you have to tell yourself... It could be anybody. Also, how many times do you have a situation? Have we ever had a situation where you had the best quarterback, the best tight end, and one of the best wide receivers? And then you look at that wide receiving core in general, too. Like, the amount of talent on this team and the way that they just go out there and produce, I think they definitely have a very strong argument to be the best offense of all time. Correct. And if you think about what they've done so far this year, where they score week one, 40 points? Mm -hmm. Okay. They scored 28 last week. They're averaging, wait, that's not right. 40 plus 28 
divided by two, small sample size. They're already averaging 34 points a game. Now, granted, they've played the Raiders and they've played the Jaguars. Jacksonville, their defense is actually pretty good. They look nasty on Thursday. And they hung 40 on them. They put 28 points up in one quarter. Makes you think if they could do that two out of four quarters and put up 56 points in a game, makes you wonder. Also, that uh, that touchdown last week to Hardman got called back yeah. or else they'd be averaging over 35 points a game. And last year, they averaged the third most in NFL history, and it looks like they're clicking even better this year. And the crazy thing about it is I think that when it comes to this offense and you look at how easy it is for them to move the ball, that it can be 40-plus yards, it can be five yards, it can be seven yards. It just seems that when you watch other teams on offense and you look at how they try to methodically move down the field, it's a little bit tougher for them. This offense is more in sync than any other offense I've ever seen. This offense can move the ball at any time, anywhere, anywhere on the field. Any man can step up because this quarterback can put it anywhere. This coach can draw up anything. And if you remember, this quarterback was so ready and so on it with this offense that during a tornado warning, with tornadoes hitting the ground, he was in his basement with a stack of plays studying for this next year. And again, when I go home tonight, I've got to thank Jesus that I don't work in another market because I am the worst announcer. Well, I'm not an announcer, so that's good there. But I thank you very much, 503. As it is now pouring outside in Kansas City, it's going to be pouring tomorrow. Going to be a little gnarly out there for everybody that's at the game. Obviously, be safe, Nick Price, when you're pounding the claw and you got the poncho on and you're out there with Mike Price, your father. There's also going to be some other stuff going on. Some underrated storylines that nobody's really talking about. We'll get to that when it's Chiefs, Ravens, underrated storylines next. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Sex line is. I just say the sex line? You did. Oh, wow. Back in on Out of Bounds, that's the jerk himself, Nick Price. Playing the drop that was this morning, the text line, 69306, Protein House, eat with a purpose text line. That is, I love the text line because they correct me, I correct them. It's like a full circle thing. Uh, by the way, outside right now, it literally looks like the scene in Jurassic Park. It looks the, terrifying. Where the T-Rex comes through the high-voltage fence mm-hmm. and little Timmy's in the back seat with the expensive glasses on and the lawyer gets up and then gets eaten while he's on the crapper. That's what it looks like outside. We just saw some lightning, and we were both kind of <laughs> yeah. doing our own thing in the break, and we both just kind of locked eyes right oh away. We were like, God. did you just see that? And then we heard it about five seconds later. It yeah. is not good. So a little peek behind the curtain when the hotline phone rings, this gigantic bright white light hey, starts it, it flashing. It looks like lightning. It looks like lightning. And obviously we are um, we are located on uh, Shawnee Mission Parkway and Nall, not Nall, but Shawnee Mission Parkway, Johnson Drive and Metcalf Avenue, kind of in that like uh, triangle of of Kansas, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure uh, that strike of lightning hit right behind Shawnee Mission Parkway and Metcalf, like right in front of us. 
Um, but please be safe. I'm glad that you're out driving in this and listening to us as we are live and local. But uh, again, it literally looks like the scene where you see the T-Rex for the first time uh, in Jurassic Park outside. Tomorrow's a big game, right? Tomorrow is, uh, it's the Ravens versus the Chiefs. It's, it's the home opener. It's, it's the home opener. The, oh my God, it's terrible outside. Um, this is when I want to be like a newscaster and be like, it's completely dangerous. Winds are crazy. That's why I do radio, because it's inside. You can wear sweats. Yeah, it looks like a, like I'm going through a car wash right now in the window. That's how bad it's raining. You, that's that's very nice. You just need, like, the colorful foam to come spitting right. on your windows. That's always the cool part. Um, you can hear it. Um, from the text line, you guys are actually awesome for having the stones to read my text. You're now my favorites. I don't know who was your favorite before 503, but welcome aboard. Yeah. Glad um, to have you. But, yeah, when it comes to tomorrow's game, yes, the main storyline is Lamar versus Pat, 2-0 versus 2-0, the rematch of the 4th and 9 game. There's like the future of the AFC quarterback. Right, yeah, there's there's that going on because then you're going to, in a couple weeks after this is when Ron Hughley's not going to be able to wear pants because it's going to be Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson, or as Ron Hughley would say, the show, he would call Deshaun Watson God's gift. Which makes me think that Patrick Mahomes has got to be the universal gift. Because I'm into science. <laughs> uh, shout out Bill Maher. Anyways, we move forward with underlining storylines for tomorrow's game. There's more to this game than just Lamar versus Pat. Two versus five in the power rankings. Last year versus this year. One thing that I'm interested to see tomorrow is I know it's going to be rainy. It's going to be wet. I don't think these quarterbacks care. I think these guys still sling it. If it's 40-mile-an-hour winds and pouring down rain, I just think that's their game style. I think that's how they play football. I don't think they're afraid of a little bit of water. In fact, if you listen to Steven Serta's Fantasy Sunday show on football, that's all crazy. If you listen to Steven Serta's Sunday Fantasy Football show tomorrow on 610 Sports Radio at six at 9 a.m., you'll hear him talk about how weather didn't shouldn't really play an issue in a lot of games when there are athletes like this. There are some people that believe the weather will clear out by noon. But tomorrow you get McCole Hardman again. Now, we almost saw him score two touchdowns. We did see him score two touchdowns. One was called back. Um, it is now 35-0 Wisconsin over Michigan. Game over. But when you look at tomorrow's game, there are some underlining storylines that come to mind. McCole Hardman is one of them. Where is he and Patrick Mahomes' relationship on the field three weeks into the NFL season? We all know that when the Chiefs drafted McCole Hardman, it was possibly to be without Tyreek Hill because of what could have happened with the whole story that went on during the summer. Now, the Chiefs are without Tyreek Hill, but not because of that, because of the clavicle injury that he suffered in week one versus Jacksonville. He played 70% of his snaps in that first game after Tyreek Hill went out, and he had zero targets. He played against the Oakland Raiders. He had a bomb for a touchdown. He possibly had another bomb for a touchdown. And you saw where he fit in with that role. Now, I'm not going to get on here and act like I know how to read routes or know when there's a flat route or know when there's like guy. Like, you see that on Twitter all the time. In fact, there's guys from the station across the state. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to call shots. But there's guys over there and there's guys over here and there's guys in the media that think they know what routes are and they think they know what plays are. Woof. You don't know. I'm sorry. You don't know. 
So I don't get on Twitter and talk about, oh, that was a flat route or that was a in and out that should have been here for Hardman. I thought Hardman looked all right. And we're going to get another week to look at what McCole Hardman can do with Patrick Mahomes. I think that is a storyline that can be brought to the picture. You also, you also got somebody on the other side in Hollywood Brown trying to show if he's legit because, you know, he had that huge game against the Dolphins in right. week one, but it was the Dolphins. Again, yes, the Dolphins. I get it. The Dolphins are terrible, but still. Impressive. Impressive. Correct. Another story that's a chance to kind of take a note of. Who's banging the drum up in the uh, up in the upper deck for the Chiefs tomorrow? Mm, old number two five, Jamal Charles. Yep. Who did Jamal Charles originally give two five to? Darwin Thompson. Who's going to be playing a lot tomorrow? Darwin Thompson. Why? Damian Williams is out. And Lashawn McCoy was questionable. By the way, Lashawn McCoy. I know for a fact he had Jack Stack barbecue last night, so he should have a good game tomorrow. Okay. Here's another thing that's interesting about Darwin Thompson. Utah State, thirteen hundred yards last year. Very impressive. Had a very big splash in preseason. And there's a possibility that in this offense that we just talked about is the best offense the NFL has ever seen. There is a chance that Darwin Thompson could absolutely explode tomorrow. If we're going to talk about weather consistently today, because whether or not you want to agree with it, it could have some effect. It couldn't have an effect. But if it looks like this tomorrow, like it currently looks like outside, Boy, there's going to be a lot of checkdowns and a lot of running backs involved. And if that's the case, this could be a big day for Darwin Thompson to shine. And it could be one of those times, and again, this is a stretch, but it could be one of those things where they look and see what they have in Darwin Thompson. They're like, ooh, all right. I know it's what a lot of Chiefs fans want, too, because... Do they? Well, from working the first yeah. two weeks of the season on the Chiefs postgame uh-huh. show here, the Arrowhead Pride postgame show with uh, Pete, Pete Sweeney, Sweeney, Jay Binkley... Um, there were a lot of people who liked the signing of LaShawn McCoy. They liked seeing what Shady could do and everything, but they also were a little bummed out because they were really excited for what they had in Darwin Thompson, and signing him kind of bumped him down, took away his snaps and everything. So now is your chance this weekend, tomorrow, to see what Darwin Thompson has. Correct. He shows flashes in the preseason, but that was preseason. Right, and a lot of people were like, oh, he does really good blocking blitzes. Well, he was doing that against, like, third strings. Right. But this is going to be a storyline tomorrow. Like, he's going to get significant playing time because I'm not sure how healthy LaShawn McCoy is. I know he's got that ankle that's kind of acting up. He's 32. Age is kind of an issue at that age at running back. And it's an ankle, man. Like, one bad step or one rollover in a dog pile, possibly done for the day. And then you have, what, Dar- is it Daryl Williams? Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams and then Darwin Thompson. Darwin Thompson, I think, has a little bit more spike. I think he has a little bit more of what this offense wants to do. And it could be a coming out party for Darwin Thompson. Another one of the stories that's an underlining is that we're going to see the original Dave Tobe, John Harbaugh, brother of Jim, who's getting his bricks blown off right now by Wisconsin. And John Harbaugh and Andy Reid, another one of the Andy Reid coaching trees that's gone on to win a Super Bowl, not Andy Reid, and has had success coaching outside of the Andy Reid tree. Just another tally on Andy Reid's mark. And oh, by the way, what did Earl Thomas say? When I talked to one of those new pieces in all pro Earl Earl Thomas at the safety spot, he said, I've watched the tape of our matchup against them last year. We maybe let Patrick Mahomes slide a couple of spots, but also he's a quarterback, he told me, that goes out there and makes throws that other quarterbacks are scared to make across his body, deep, all over the field. He said, luckily for the Ravens, they have me at safety playing that deep spot, and I'm going to eliminate those. Tremendous quote. 
James Palmer, it is a tremendous quote. Great quote. James Palmer, fan of the show. But what I think is interesting is that if we remember, there is a chance, I mean, a actually a huge, but like an almost done deal chance that Earl Thomas would have been on this secondary for the Kansas City Chiefs and they would have had Tyron Matthew and Earl Thomas. Yes, that Earl Thomas that flipped off his own team. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Gave him the old number one, the smoking barrel, the hi, how you doing? And now Earl Thomas is going out on a limb, which this quote's going to be played out. It already is played out. Had to play it again because we're live and local. We want to get you fired up in, 20, in less than 24 hours from kickoff. And that's the fact that Earl Thomas thinks he's going to, by himself, eliminate the big plays. Good luck. Have fun. But I think the biggest underlined, underrated storylines are McCall Hardman and seeing what he does in week three with the second game under his belt with Pat Mahomes and that offense. What Darwin Thompson can show in his role as a possible a lot of volume. And also it's another coaching tree versus Andy Reid. It's John Harbaugh, who used to be his Dave Tobe, went on to go do coaching things in Baltimore. He's been there ever since. And he might actually outlast Mike Tomlin in that division, which a couple years ago, we didn't think John Harbaugh was going to be the coach of the Ravens. And then also, did Earl Thomas write a check too big that his body can't cash? I don't know, but I kind of like those. My producer, Nick Price, went to the University of Kansas. I did not. I think right now it's old blank time for KU fans. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. One forty-six on a Saturday afternoon. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, Out of Bounds is the program. We are the hosts that do this show for you when we are live and local on Saturdays. Keep rooting for K-State to be good because the better they get, the more primetime games they play, which means the more primetime live and local radio you get. After us will be the sexiest trio in Kansas City sports. It'll be Jillian Carroll, Chris Unicero, and Julio Sanchez. Before us is Brandon Kiley. He was loaded with Chiefs content as well with PG Sweeney on Twitter. That is Pete Sweeney, good friend of mine, but I also also don't like him. Um, there are things about him that I don't like, but it's it's just a Pete and I thing. It's a friendly beef. Yeah. He also had Therese Paler on Yahoo uh, Yahoo Sports. Uh, Sports writer, Tres Paylor's show every Monday night, by the way, on 610 Sports Radio during the football season, 6 to 7, followed by Bink at night, 7 to 9. You want football porn? That's where you get it. Right there. Monday night, 610 Sports Radio, 6 until 9 p.m. with 6 o'clock, Therese Paylor, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock, Jay Binkley. The text line, not the sex line. 69306, the Protein House, eat with a purpose text line. Who's got the best chicken nuggets? Just saw a commercial of Chick-fil-A. They have the grilled chicken nuggets. Nick Price has been told that they are the best chicken nuggets in the land. I also need to try Chick-fil-A's mac and cheese. And I don't know where we go with the best chicken nuggets. Do you consider boneless chicken, boneless wings chicken nuggets? No, I get the whole thing that people say they're basically chicken nuggets, but they're not chicken nuggets. 
They're boneless well, wings. Okay. Um, what are your top two sauces for chicken nuggets? Like dipping sauces? Mm-hmm. Mm, Chick-fil-A sauce. Okay. And ranch. That's fair. I like a sweet and sour mm-hmm. or a Polynesian. Mm-hmm. And then I like uh, I like a barbecue. Barbecue. That's right. So going into break, we tell you that it's time to go old blank for the Kansas Jayhawks as KU hoops impending doom. But hey, KU's a football school now, right? But anyways, let's talk about the basketball school, Nick Price. Article comes out in the Kansas City Star. It's got some powerful stuff in it. I read. No audio. Just read. The notice will come, sources told the Star, after a summer of speculation following the top NCAA officials saying the organization would make findings against schools involved in a pay-for-play recruiting scheme investigated by the FBI. When asked for comment, Dan Beckler, Associate KU Athletic Director for Public Relations, told the Star and KU Athletics had not been received and not received any notification from the NCAA. Due to member-created uh, rules, we cannot comment on current, pending, or potential investigations, Stacey Osborne's NCAA Director of Public and Media Relations wrote in an email. Level 1 violations carry some of the most severe punishment, including postseason bans and loss of scholarships. Nick Price, what say you? So, I went to the University of Kansas, as we've talked about a lot, and I covered these teams, and I've, uh, right. not that I've seen anything or heard of anything that's like an inside scoop or anything like that, but, you know, when it seems like there's a lot of sketchy stuff going around the NCAA, whether it be football and basketball and everything, and the fact that this thing never really went away, this story, and it's just been hanging over KU basketball fans' heads for the past year plus, does not seem like it's going to be a good thing. And especially the fact that they're they're listing that, you know, on June 12th, that article comes out where they say that at least six schools will receive a notice of allegations for level one violations this summer. Now the summer is coming gone, but then this comes out. Level one violation being a postseason ban or maybe loss of scholarships. I think that KU fans right now, if they are going to get punished in this way, would definitely not want the postseason ban. But I think that if the NCAA wants to make an example out of Kansas, which it kind of seems like they do, that that might be something. And that would be really weird to have a March Madness tournament without Kansas playing in it. I think a lot of people would like that. A lot of people, not myself, not a lot of people that I know, but I know a lot of people on the other side would like that too. But I don't know. It's just it'd be like oh four oh five when they lost to Bucknell and Bradley. They weren't in that tournament. Yeah, pretty much not. But right. um, no, I get it. Right, money is an issue when it comes to March Madness. You want to see your big teams. The NCAA wants to see the big teams. They want to see Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Michigan State. You know those types of teams in the in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's real simple, man. Uh, I think everybody does it. I just don't think everybody gets caught. But eventually, everybody will get caught. Um, that's basically the way I got it. That's where I look at it with this. I think there were some definite um, scandalous things going on. Uh, I think they got caught. I think they've basically been cooperative with the NCAA, and now they're just sitting back wanting to know how severe it's going to be. I think scholarships and a ban is in place. Um, for some, it may not be as bad as what it – I think for some, it'll never be too good of a ban – for a lot of those Missouri homers and a lot of those Missouri fans are just like, I want Kansas to suffer because Missouri's suffering this year for something they shouldn't really be suffering for. Agreed. I think Missouri's getting shafted very bad this year in their academics because they uh, 
they were basically sabotaged, I think, is the way, is the right terminology for what happened to Mizzou. And now they have their best football team they've had in a long time, and they're, they're ineligible for bowl activity so far. That ban has not been lifted. And now KU basketball has flirted with temptation. They have been caught, and they are waiting for their, uh, for their punishment. And we'll see what happens. And a lot of people have two different mindsets on it. I hope they get the absolute, not the death penalty, because the death penalty is like, all scholarships, four-year yeah, ban, blah, I don't blah, think blah. That's gonna You're not going to get that, right? No. You're going to get anywhere from a one- to two-year ban, um, and you're going to lose some scholarships. Will that hurt KU significantly? Probably not terribly because of who they are. They're a blue blood. They have the name of Kansas on their chest. People will still go there. They just won't go there for the next two to three years, right? Whereas, like, a Mizzou school, people are like, oh, I don't want anything to do with that. But I think the other part of it is I think there are some people that think this isn't going to be enough or – Good, this happened to Kansas because people just hate you when they ain't you, right? Yeah. That's the way it goes. So I also think that one thing that's going through the mind of a lot of Jayhawk fans right now is if there is some kind of postseason ban put in place, what happens to Bill Self? Because there's always those rumors coming around. I mean, as early as, you know, a few months ago, all the rumors about Bill Self going to the Chicago Bulls, and he quickly shut that down. But there's always been that rumor that Bill might want to go to the NBA at some point. What better time than if you're facing a kind of ban like this? So that is another thing that people are really worried about in Lawrence and all the Jayhawks around there. But at least we're a football school now over at KU right? as you, KU that, alumni. You're, you know? you're that quick to jump. Speaking of football, you all play today, right? In this yeah. weather, you'll be there? I will actually be there. I'm going out there to the game uh, with, with my family. Shout out to my grandparents that came from Florida for this game. Beautiful weather. Uh, my grandparents, Bill and Char Thompson, shout out. Okay. Going to go see my Lauren or my, my sister, Lauren. At in the Lawrence. game too in Lawrence, yeah, that just kind of threw me off. But you say your grandpa's name is Shark? No, my mom, my grandma's name is Char. Oh, and then is he my, short for Charlotte, Charmaine, Charmaine. Yeah, fancy Charmaine but, the goddess. Yes, but uh, and then Bill came up from Florida, William, William, for this game. Um, so your family has a. How did your grandma get the coolest name of the whole family? And then you just have Mike, Nick, Lauren, Bill. My mom's name is pretty cool. It's Corey with an I. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, I know a Corey with an I. Yeah, it's cool. She's a good person. But anyway. Um, Football school, less miles. We're going uh, out there lays, today. Yeah, he lays an egg against Coastal Carolina, right? And uh, then oh, he all of a sudden. Game? Right? And then he he wins week one, loses week two, blasts Boston College out of their misery. Out of nowhere on a Friday night that nobody was watching on the ACC network. Yeah, but because the, uh, what was it, the mindset is that, oh, yeah, our teams play on Saturday. I guess yours will play on Friday. It's like, well, that's just the way that's scheduled. All right, fair enough. But they blow, uh, they blow Boston College out by 20-plus. Yeah, and it seems like a lot of people are taking that and they're jumping on the Hawks today because the spread has moved all the way down to the Kansas is only a four-and-a-half-point underdog. Last time I checked, it might have moved even more than that, but it was six yesterday. And so it seems like a lot of people are thinking that maybe this nasty weather and everything could help with KU because Puka the Williams. running game is strong. Puka Williams, Khalil Herbert. But at the very least, like KU fans, with all this stuff looming around the basketball program right now, they at least can be excited that football, the football program seems to be going somewhere. And that Boston College win, I think, is big for recruiting because it shows that even this early on, there is progress. Like, what? I don't think that a David Beatty coach team or a Turner Gill or a Charlie Weiss coach team goes out and does what they did last week. Who do you, When's the last time KU had two wins in the first three weeks? It's been a while. Well, Probably actually, like 2010. Yeah, and the big thing is that they beat Boston College, who is a legit School. It's yeah, not I don't like know if two KU's... wins against FCS schools. And I don't, I don't know if KU's basketball team could go on the road to Boston College and win by 20-plus. It's tough. Um, 
sort of piggyback on that, I do think if we talk about live and local teams, when we talk about Kansas right now, it's real simple when it comes to Kansas. You needed that flash in the pan. You needed a less lethargic head coach and a organization that wanted to actually give a darn about a team that could make money. Football is always going to make money. That's just the way it is. Like, I went to UCM, the Mules, and that football team made the money at that university. They got a new, like, upgrade in their press box. Their football field's nice. Everything around the football field's nice. They put in a new dorm around the football field, restaurants, coffee shops. That's just where it is. People are attracted to football. And if that's the case in 2018, 2019, 2020 moving forward, you have to have somewhat of a product. I'm not saying that KU has to be a top school in a power five in the Big 12. Just be bowl eligible. If he can win four or five games this year, less miles that is, like if he goes and wins today, I know it's against West Virginia. That's not saying much. But again, take, take what we're talking about. We're talking about KU football who has six wins in their last 10 years. I'm kidding. They have six wins in the last five years. Total. They have two already with less miles. This team just has to be somewhat interesting. Four, five, six, six games you're bowl eligible because yeah. there's so many bowls out there. KU and Les Miles has to work because they got to have somebody that comes in behind Les Miles because of his age and where he's at currently in his life. But you've already done something. Now, granted, I do kind of narc Les Miles for losing to Coastal Carolina because if this team was 3-0, and if they're 3-0 and they're going looking in, to go to 4-0 and today, people it, would be losing their minds. It's insane. It wouldn't be a national topic, but we'd be talking about it more than we currently are. But KU plays today against West Virginia. They are now only four-point dogs. And that's coming off the 20-plus win against Boston College. They'll play at home. Nick Price will be there in a poncho and a claw. It's 2 o'clock almost. And I don't care what Adam Schefter has to say. I'm going to make a bold statement say rain won't matter when it comes to a game like this. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.